Good morning. Randall with the Big Ball of Twine podcast, episode 39. Talking today about the idea of allowing whatever comes our way in the day to be what it is and then to take a look at it and see how we react or respond and then how that would change the way we see the world and how that then would change our lives. So how about we strap in and let's go. All right. Today I wanted to talk about a phrase or an idea, a notion. Uh, I was first exposed to by a Buddhist teacher named Lama Surya Das. He has written several books. And I remember he had four things that he wanted people to keep in mind during the day, some notions that he had, ideas that he had that he felt were important. One of those was to to allow everything in to allow everything to be, to accept the things that are, and not to push them away. So the most important part about that for me is the um, allowing it in in a neutral way. So he had a an idea, notion um, that stated something like, allow everything and push nothing away. And that, to me, was, I guess, a bit frightening at first to allow everything to be, allow everything that it is. Um, Don't push anything away. I have spent a good part of my life pushing things away that I found unacceptable or fearful or in some way something I didn't want to deal with. And his notion, his idea, his thinking was that you allow whatever comes your way and notice it, feel it, see it, listen to what it has to say to you, and then you don't push it away, right? Keep it close to you. You keep the idea of whatever that is close to you, whether that's a news event that strikes your cords in your body brings up an issue for you in your mind maybe it's something that a family member has said or done that triggers you maybe it's something happens at work that um, annoys you or maybe even makes you feel joy so this is not just about things that trigger you in in a negative way but things that also trigger you in a positive way because thoughts trigger us in positive and negative ways. The next part of that then is to not push it away. And not pushing it away is fundamental to understanding how we think. Because if we just push something away, we don't allow ourselves to understand how that triggers us and makes certain emotions happen in us and then allows for certain parts of our body to feel certain ways. If we just push that away, 
we do not get the learning experience from that event or that idea, that story, whatever it is that's triggering us in a negative or positive way or even a neutral way. Things that trigger us in a neutral way often um, are, are important. We'll get back to neutral in a minute. The idea that we allow these things to be and not push them away might feel foreign to you. Uh, it does feel foreign to me on occasion. There are things I don't want to look at or listen to or I am what we call resistant to, right? I'm resistant to the idea of something. I'm resistant to something someone says. I'm resistant to um, how I feel about something. I feel resistance. So Lama Surya Das was speaking about allowing our, our bodies, our minds to accept in these events or these ideas so that we might look at them. So he says, don't push them away. Don't ignore them. Don't push them out away. Make sure that you notice them. Now, there's a big difference between noticing and ruminating, obsessing. Um, that's a, a path I have done before as well, where I, I get a thought in my head or I get an idea or something happens and I spend, well, in some cases years going over the same ground thinking I have it all figured out and it's causing me suffering. Um, I had some ideas and notions about my brother that I thought my whole life and then at some point learned that my perspective was inaccurate and therefore all that suffering was based on an inaccurate thought inaccurate conclusion you might even say nonsense because it was not true and so we i we all do this we take an idea and we run with it and we don't explore it we push away the idea that it could be different than what we're thinking. I've even used those words. No, I know exactly how it happened. Or uh, in an argument, <laughs> even articulating it like, I, know, I understand that's your point of view, but that's not the way it is. <laughs> Completely pushing away any possibility that it could be different than the way I had it in my mind. And having something in your mind in one way is a point of suffering because it takes away all the other infinite possibilities of an incident or an idea. And the pushing away looks different to different people, but generally it could be just denial. It could be pushing it away like rationalizing. It could be pushing away in um, blaming or um, deflecting. At any rate, you're you're not accepting it. You're not bringing it in and noticing what is happening for you. And that's the key to the, the healing in that, the reduction of suffering, right? The unraveling of our ball of twine that if, if I and you, if we allow ourselves to sit in these ideas that 
frustrate us or make us happy and we notice them, it is possible to reduce the suffering by taking energy out of what we believe to be the truth by noticing how often that is not the truth per se. It is just our idea of the truth and that there are many, many, many truths around any idea or event, many possibilities, and some we often find are more true than the one we believe is more true. The story that I uh, heard from my brother late in his life, his story was actually, on reflection, more true than the story I had believed up to that point since I was a little boy and built a complete story and fabrication around. And not to say that in a shameful way, but just in the reality of it, I built a whole thinking process around this story, which when he brought it to me in his perspective, I realized it, uh, to, uh, I didn't know jack shit. It was not completely different than what I believed, but it was enough different than that I was embarrassed and I did feel ashamed at the time. And I noticed that I also did that in other places in my life. And I still do. I still get caught up in a story and start to build a foundation around that story that I can then support my ideas around that story or that event. And I can be justified. I can be holier than thou. I can be better. I can be more in control. I can be more righteous. And it works both ways. Like I said, it works with negative things. This thing with my brother was a negative thing. But it also works with positive things where we build a story around an event because it felt joyful at the time. We might miss the entirety of the event and realize that maybe in our joy there were others suffering where we took joy others might have been suffering or where we took joy we were mistaken where we took joy we took an, a an inordinate amount of joy more than our share or maybe took up all the joy in the room or maybe made ourselves the center of attention with our joy Maybe it was just disproportionate, inordinate. I I know that seems a little bizarre that we could say that joy is suffering, but joy can be suffering because, as I said, we can cause suffering around us because of our joy, but we can also um, suffer after, before and after our joy. We can suffer in the anticipation of our joy and then suffer in the sadness of it passing, that joy has ended, or happiness has ended, or that really cool event that we have been looking forward to for maybe six months, or maybe even a year, or with COVID, maybe two years or three years, we've been looking forward to an event, and the event comes and it's great, or not but let's just say it's great and then it's over and we have sadness because it's over so there's suffering in the sadness of the joy ending and there's suffering in anticipation of the joy because we build it 
into a story that it's going to be something it, that in reality we find out is nothing like the story we built because we don't have the capacity a lot of times to step back and allow and to notice our stories and how we're suffering from them. So I wanted to talk too about neutral events or neutral thoughts. Sometimes our thoughts are neutral. We don't feel particularly happy or angry or sad or joyful about something that's happening. And again, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't feel anything or think anything. I'm just saying notice that if 20 people around you are uh, having a certain kind of reaction and you're not, I would say notice that. I'm not saying that the 20 people are correct. I'm not saying that at all because I have been in a room, I have been in an event, I've been in situations where there's a sort of crowd mentality about how everyone's supposed to think or feel, and I did not feel that way. And upon reflection and speaking with other people, found that they also felt either neutral or different than that event made other people appear to feel or think. So I'm not saying that because 20 people all have the same feeling around something or the same ideas or thoughts, that that's wrong. I am just saying notice that you feel neutral about it. And how is that for you, that you feel neutral? What is it that is um, part of your world that you have some ambivalence about it or neutrality? And how does that play out for you? And notice how it makes you feel to be neutral. So that is the idea of not pushing anything away. We don't push away our thoughts and feelings around anything, whether they're big joy, big fear, big anger, big neutrality, right? All of it. Allow all things to be in our lives. We don't fight them away. We don't ignore them. We allow them in. We accept that this is part of the world in this moment. This is part of my day in this moment. And I will notice, I will commit to noticing how that plays out for me, how I feel, how I then respond after taking some time to think about that. How do I respond? So we we have thoughts and feelings and we we notice them. We don't throw them out. We don't ignore them. We don't try to imagine they don't exist. We don't go into denial. We just allow them. So I would... I would offer every given day you face these ideas, these notions, these events multiple times in your day where you have maybe not necessarily strong uh, responses one way or the other, but uh, many neutral, some angering, some frustrating, some joyful, some happy, some pleasant some neutral and when we allow all of those things to be as they are and to sit in us as they sit we then begin to notice the bigger picture here which is how we respond to the world we can notice a pattern of how we respond to the world 
And again, that goes back to what we've talked about many times, which is our our frame of reference as children builds up our current frame of reference unless we are conscious of our frame of reference. Our water that we swim in as children becomes the water we swim in as adults unless we take notice of that, unless we allow that to be part of us, that noticing. And the process of noticing will change us. And the reason I can know that for sure is that if I don't take time to notice and I don't allow and then notice, then I am quite sure your day will be different because you will choose other things and your day will change. We all have these moments during the day where our life takes little turns, little lefts and rights, a little whys in the road, right? And if you're choosing to notice things and allow them to be, and then not push them away, you are changing your day. One little bit at a time, one little event at a time, one little thought at a time, you're changing your day. And that will rapidly change your water that you swim in, will rapidly change your life. Um, For, I believe, the better, because you will notice and start to become aware of how you show up in the world, what your patterns are. You'll notice how you respond to certain types of joy. Does that joy annoy you? When someone has joy, does that annoy you? When someone has joy, does it bring you joy? Does it cause you to suffer? Does Are you neutral to someone else's joy? Um, this is where having a journal can be really useful. Maybe even just a accounting journal where you have three columns where you notice you are uh, dealing with suffering more than neutral or positive, joyful events and which ones trigger you more. So let's say today you put down six little hash marks for six things that bothered you because they were negative and you wanted to push them away. And maybe you had two neutral things and maybe one joyful or happy thing on that list. And maybe you start to notice a pattern after, say, a week or even a month. You notice there's a pattern that most of your things you want to push away are in one of those columns. Whether it's happy or joyful or sad and angry or neutral. I'd I'd be interested to know um, where you sit on those where you find yourself, and then I hope that that would cause you to have curiosity and not push that away, right? Allow that to be without shame, without judgment, just allow it to be, and notice how that makes you feel to to look at the the evidence of how you how you experience the water you swim in, the air you breathe is tainted or colored, as 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 that might be tainted, might be a different word. Um, Your life is colored in a certain way. Um, And so you see most things with a tinge or a tint of suffering, or maybe not not just a tint, but a wash of suffering. Or you see things mostly neutral, or you... 
Um, notice that you push away things that are mostly neutral or you push away things that are joyful. And so that that makes the air you breathe, the water you swim in, a different color. And when you start to accept all of these things and not push them away, you start to notice, I began to notice my pattern. You will notice your pattern of suffering in whatever way it is that you push things away instead of accepting them and allowing them. And I know we've talked about this before, but accepting something doesn't mean you don't do anything about it. But accepting something and allowing it to be with you and to notice how you experience it is the first step towards responding, not just reacting. I have seen many, many times in my life, myself and others, an event happens and they respond instantly. I'm sorry, I should say they react instantly. They do not respond, they react. Knee-jerk reaction is we do this or we do that. We act, we take action right now. While I think that's fine when there's the proverbial um, car stuck on top of a little kid and you need to lift it off the child. That's a different kind of reaction I'm talking about. I'm talking about an emotional reaction to something. A mental believing of a thinking in a, just a split second that allows people to re react in such a way that it's a pattern. And so most things are not emergencies. Most things in our world might feel like emergencies, but I would... I would ask you to look at that, too, if you think that everything has to be re reacted to instantly and you can't let a moment go by or ten moments go by to look at how you let that in. I'm not saying to judge it. I'm just saying look at how you let it in. Does it hurt you? Does it bring joy? Are you neutral? Taking a look at how we think and feel allows us the space to then respond in a way that is more appropriate, maybe, or more accurate to what you want from life, or more in line with how you want to be in life. That pausing, that noticing, that taking a moment to allow, accept, be with, notice, is super important. It's incredibly important to changing how we live our lives, changing the color of the water we swim in, the texture of the water, the cleanliness of the water we swim in, changing the tint of the air that we experience in the world, how we show up in the world, changes. Like I said, if we do this enough, you start to develop uh, like I said, an idea of how that looks for you, and then you can learn to notice how that changes you, how you choose to then change, and how then you show up in the world. This is not rocket science. This is not um, new world thinking. This is pretty old world stuff. This is several thousand year old thinking still valid today that I think we 
don't spend a lot of time doing because the world appears to come at us so quickly. And it really doesn't come at us quickly. It just comes at us and we judge it as quickly. We label it as quickly. We label it as too much. We label it as overwhelming. And if you can notice how that sits for you, how that then guides your next moment. Are you reacting or are you taking some time to respond? Are you reactive? And in that reactivity, are you suffering or causing others around you to suffer? One of the more important things for me about this process, this idea of allowing, accepting whatever comes my way, noticing what comes my way, and then listening to how I take that in, noticing, right? Thinking about my thinking, noticing, and and then choosing to respond or not has brought me a lot of peace. It has allowed me to change the color of the water I swam in as a child, change the texture of my life, change the texture of that water, the air that surrounds me that I believed was true, the world I believed was true has turned out to not be true. It has turned out to be the way I experienced it. Not necessarily untrue, right? But it was the way I experienced it and I decided how, what that meant. And then I went with those ideas and took them to be um, true without accepting any other ideas into it. And that proved to be quite damaging to me and some of the people around me to believe certain things and then not to challenge them or test them um, often ignoring how I felt often ignoring or denying the uh, notions that I was believing or noticing and denying the consequences of what I was believing as I thought those were my way and I could I could stand my ground and say well I believe this and therefore I do this and that rigidity that living in that I know more than you or I'm smarter because I've thought about this more or which is really silly because I wasn't thinking about it at all was the irony of that was I was only thinking about my one way of thinking I was not thinking about all the opportunities, all the, the variables, all the ways something could be perceived. I was only using my words to justify my thinking and then justify my way. And so that's what we do. I'm not, I'm not unique in this. I am not special. I am not special in being human. I do human just like pretty much everybody else does. I do human like you do in a lot of ways because being human is a set box of things that humans do. We all pretty much have the same emotions and the same thoughts in different colors, different variables. 
but we don't think like lizards and we don't think like rocks and we don't think like clouds. We think like humans. So all of our thinking is pretty much encompassed in one box. And we might think we're thinking out of the box. We're not thinking out of the human box. We're just thinking out of our own personal traps, our own personal boxes. So I would ask you today to maybe start that journal, just even a piece of paper next to you during the day and notice a thought and notice whether you're thinking about that thought. Notice whether it's scary or joyful, fearful or happy, neutral, whatever it might be. Start to build a journal, build a tally, as it were, and notice how you respond to things during the day or how you notice how you react to things during the day. Do you react or do you respond? That might be two more columns, right? Am I reacting to things instantly or am I choosing to take some time and take notice and take a chance to change my life and respond differently? These are all steps you can take. It's not, like I said, it's not new math. It's just a way to reduce the suffering in our world. It's pretty simple. It's pretty um, basic stuff. But it will, one little moment at a time, change the way you move through the world. And that's what we're trying to do here is to change how we move through the world, change how we see the world, how we react or respond to the world. So I'm going to leave you with that today and hope that you bring about change for yourself and then that brings about change in the world because that's the only way change ever happens is one person changes something and causes that multiple um, domino effect. So thank you for coming today and I hope you have a beautiful day. Hey, thanks for listening today. Just want to remind you that as you leave to hit the subscribe or follow or whatever button your software has so you can hang out with me and listen when you feel like it and be alerted when when I stick something out there you might want to listen to. If you have a question that you'd like me to address maybe on the podcast or maybe just privately, send an email to bbot podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for coming in and listening. I hope you have a great day and I hope you treat yourself and others kindly.